Hi, everyone. I'm Thomas, and my story is about the richest hobo in the world. My city's not that big. Definitely not a megapolis. There are just a few people who own businesses, so my family was known to everyone. People bought our product with pleasure. Sometimes customers even stood in a line just to get our product. You see, my father took his business very seriously. In the beginning, he had just a small milk processing factory. Dad bought milk from local farmers, and each morning, Dad's workers drove around the neighborhood and brought back fresh mink. At first, the factory produced cheese and butter of excellent quality. Then we also started making baby food and yogurt. Everyone trusted our products. Families with children bought food produced at Dad's factory for their children at our factory. It was always considered safe. And all school cafeterias of the city used our butter. That was Dad's business. Mom had one too. She's got a sewing workshop, a place where local fashionistas ordered exclusive dresses. The orders were plentiful, so my mother had to hire a number of employees. Over time, she became a well-known businesswoman and commanded respect from local big shots. Things were picking up. Our family prospered. Over time, we opened a beauty salon, a body shop, several smaller shops, and our last acquisition was a car park for people to rent out. Cars became my passion. I loved to roam around the city at night. It felt so cool to drive at a frantic speed with wind howling in the open hatch. There were three of us, speed freaks, who gathered together each night and chased after each other. Dad sometimes scolded me for fast driving. In fact, he was proud of my driving skills. He was kind of a speed freak himself. Speed was his weakness. Each of us, family members, had a personal car. Usually, we preferred to rely on hired drivers. Even my dad, who was a perfect driver himself, very rarely got behind the wheel. He said that his head was occupied with business thoughts. In such a condition, you can't focus on the road, and that is very dangerous. But that unfortunate day, dad drove the car himself. He needed to get to a meeting in time. One of the drivers was ill, and the other was occupied with mom. Time was running out, so dad got behind the wheel of a sport car. It seemed that he thought too much about the meeting and got distracted from the road. Dad lost control of the car while he was crossing the bridge. The car broke through the rail and fell off the bridge at full speed. According to the eyewitnesses, Dad had zero chances to survive. The river is quite deep there, and the current is fast. The rescuers could do nothing but throw up their hands. They were able to locate the car, but they didn't find my dad's body. Mom was willing to pay them any sum. The rescuers returned empty-handed time and time again. Our house was full of sadness. We missed the evenings when we gathered together around the table so much. Mom recalled our shared vacations with grief. I yearned for my dad's kind words and his never-ending support. With time, we acknowledged that my father won't return. We had to move on. Mom focused on business. I got super into studies. My passion for cars was forever forgotten. Several years passed since the car accident that claimed my dad. One evening, I was returning home from school and saw an unfamiliar hobo near the garbage cans. We know every one of them who haunt the surrounding area, and that person was unfamiliar to me. But when I got the closer look, I saw a person strikingly similar to my dad. Of course, the man was dirty and disheveled, with bleak eyes and blank stare, but his face was the face of my father. I asked the homeless to wait for me,
promised him to bring him a lot of food. Then I rushed home and called mom. When both of us got outside, the homeless was still there, chewing on some bread crusts. Mom called him by name. Her voice was trembling, but the hobo didn't recognize her. He was looking at us with no expression on his face, shifting from foot to foot, ready to run away. Mom approached the hobo, took his hand, and rolled up his sleeve. You see, Dad had a large burn scar on the elbow, memory of a childhood prank gone wrong. Mom found the familiar scar. There was no doubt. The bum was really my father. That homeless man had several millions in his pocket and didn't even know about it. We brought him to our flat and got him into a bath, shaved him, and gave him clean, nice clothes. Now he looked like a carbon copy of my father. But he did not answer any questions. He either kept silent or smiled. We fed him and put him to bed. Falling asleep, I thought about how much I missed him and I imagined a bright future. In the morning, I woke up from my mom's cry. It turned out the dad disappeared again. And this time, he took all the money from the nightstand in the hallway. We spent the whole day looking for him. We checked all the places where homeless people gathered, but to no avail. Next time, I met him only in three months. I encountered the hobo at the station. Apparently, he just got off some train and he was waiting for the next one. When Dad saw me, he started running away. It took me a lot of effort to catch him. When I grabbed his hand, he tried to fight, shouting something about the money. All the time, he was just hiding from us, afraid of retribution for the theft. The man who owned millions was sure we'd persecute him for a couple of bucks. I immediately called my uncle, and he rushed to the station. Of course, the sight of the father had shocked him. Together, we managed to get Dad in the car and drove him to a psychiatric hospital. The experts treated him there for six months until he regained his memory. Now my family became whole again. Dad came to his senses. Doctors said his amnesia was caused by the car accident. I am still studying, and my parents once again work on family businesses together. Have you ever lost your loved ones for a long time? And how did you feel when they came back in a few years? Tell me about it in the comments.